what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you rooting for you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody's life. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. You know, June has been a wild ride, you all. It's been such a great month for the podcast. It's been such a great six months for Network and Spill. And I'm excited because we get an extra Thursday this month, which means we're definitely doing a bonus episode. So you are in luck. Uh, this guest I've known for a while. I feel like I've known her since like... 2018, 2017, like it's been a while. And I found her on the internet somehow, and we have just been connected ever since. She has been such a gem, such an inspiration, and just such a boss and professional. I am so glad we are connected, and I'm really glad we get to have a chat today. So, all the way from Atlanta, I love that we get to do this show remotely, but I love that our guest is from Atlanta. We have Miss Letitia Styles, and she does a lot of things. I'll tell you some of my favorite things that she does, but she is a coach, a business coach. She does an amazing job with her YouTube channel. You have got to subscribe. Now, all of this information will be in the show notes, okay? But if you have your phone out, which most of us do, Okay, I'm going to pull it up with you. If you go to Instagram right now and you go to Letitia, that's L-A-T-I-S-H-A Styles TV, you will find her Instagram page and you'll see she's got marketing expert, entrepreneurs, um, helping business owners shift subconscious blocks, raise their rates and build marketing systems for massive profit. And yes, her page is fire. And again, I've been following her for a while and I've been following her journey. We're going to get into it, but without further ado, hi, Letitia. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Whitney. I'm, I'm very, very excited to be here. I know this is so much fun. Okay. <laughs> so, do you remember when we first connected? Because I, I feel like it was when I was in Atlanta, I was at my sister's house visiting and I remember finding you online and like going through your website and like hitting you up and we've just been connected since then. Right. Yeah, it's been it's been several years. It's crazy how fast time flies, but it has. It's it's been a couple years now. And you've always been a marketing expert slash like business coach, right? I've always well, I started out as a personal finance blogger and then I started teaching workshops on how to create content. And then that's what kind of led me into what I do now, which is helping business owners with their marketing. That's right. That's right. I do remember that. I watched one of your like webinars or workshops before and you you did. You talked about that. And you have such an interesting story. So, and we'll get into kind of how you got started, but right now, right? We're going to do a, a a current moment picture and then we're going to kind of go backwards. So, right now, tell us what you do on the online world and like in real life to help business owners. Sure. So, I help business owners as you read to uh, shift subconscious blocks, raise their rates, create marketing systems so that they can create massive profit. And the way that I do that is uh, number one, by looking at how do they need to reposition their marketing so that they can 
increase their rates, make sure that they're charging what they need to charge. We look at their offer uh, and make sure that it's in line with the clients that they want to work with. And then also help them to reposition their mindset. And that's how we really kind of start breaking through those subconscious blocks because you could have all the practical how-to, but if you're if you have some blocks or subconscious uh, things that are working against you, you might not achieve the way that you want to achieve. You know, you'll set a rate and then at the end of the call, when it gets time to, to say your rate, you'll say an, uh, another number completely different. So we work on that. And then the final thing we do is help them to reposition their action. So once we decide that there's something that we want to do, what actions are we taking that's in alignment with that to make sure that everything is working together? And yeah, from a practical side, we we put together systems to make sure that your business runs like a well-oiled machine. Yes, 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 yes. And I've participated in a few of your offers over the years from just popping onto workshops and webinars, mm-hmm. challenges you've done. And then a couple of years ago, right, I guess after the pandemic started, maybe it was 2020, um, you had your ads. Do you remember that? I don't remember what you called yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it was called Test, Tweak and Twerk. <laughs> See, and with a title like that, who could resist? And I did. It was my first intro to ads. And I will say you have definitely sparked that in me to get my ads together. And here's the deal, y'all who are listening. This is important for everyone to hear because when, especially those who are coaches and also just in general, I love doing a lot of research and development. And I say that a lot, but I do. It just gets my brain going. The dopamine is there. I like digging and like finding things and untapping things and uncovering. Like I just like doing it. And when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, I wanted to make sure that I was building something that not only was sustainable, but that matched me and my personality. And there just haven't been that many women who I've found or even men, but like people I found who I felt were running businesses the way that like, I liked, or I could see myself running. Right. And I mean, from like how they show up online, what their ads look like, how they give away content and show up for their audience, the way their graphics looks, their photos. And I feel like you're one of the few coaches I've found who I actually feel like I like the way that you are doing things. And I feel like I could do something similar. It's just, it's very, and I think it's important for all of us who are coaches and who are in different industries to find those folks that we kind of look up to and also feel like there's a, it could be sort of a mirror and like what you're doing isn't too much. It's not maybe too little. It's just kind of right. It's like that Goldilocks effect. And yeah. So can we talk a little bit about how you were able to find that for yourself, like that healthy balance of, and we're going to talk about balance a lot, but that healthy balance of creating your business in a way that works for you, Letitia, specifically? Yeah, that's a great question. When I started getting into the whole online world, obviously there's a lot of voices. There are a lot of people who say, okay, do this. And then there's someone else that's saying, no, don't do that, do this. And I think it's natural when you first get started to basically try everything because you're not really sure what works. You don't really know what's going to work for you. And there's a fear of doing the wrong thing or, you know, jumping in and, you know, doing something your own way, but then it just doesn't work. And so obviously, yeah, I mean, I, I've tried, I tried everything. I was told to, you know, go network in Facebook groups and, you know, send lots of DMs. And then I was also told where well, you should do a live stream every single day. And there were a lot of strategies that I was being told that I needed to do, but it just wasn't congruent for me and how I want to show up. I was also taught a certain way to do sales calls and how you should, you know, basically not just pressure someone into it, but 
essentially get them to the point where they're crying on the phone <laughs> so that you can you know ultimately make a sale. And so as I was going through this and building my business, I personally knew that if I did if I didn't find something that worked for me and was congruent for the way that I wanted to show up, I was not going to continue. One thing I know about myself is that if if I don't like something, I'm not going to do it, which might seem a little counterintuitive because you know a lot of times you hear in business, well, sometimes you got to do things that you don't like. And I would I, I would agree with that to a certain extent, but if if it's something that you don't like and you're going to have to continue doing it, eventually your your own nature is going to win out. And so what I realized for myself was that okay, I need to figure out something that works for me. So I just started paying attention to what do I enjoy doing? I knew that I enjoyed having conversations with people, but I didn't necessarily like forcing people to have a conversation. I wanted someone to come to me and say, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. Can I get more information? And so my next step was to figure out how can I make that happen? And so I, I started looking at all the other options that were being provided to me and things that you know people were suggesting that, that I do. And I just put my own spin on it. So I was told you know, I should live stream every day. And I thought, well, I don't I don't want to live stream every day. So I'm going to do a targeted live stream. I'm going to do, you know, I did, I think 30 days of targeted live streams, ended up getting those down to five days. And now when I uh, go live, I go only go live once a week. But when I figured out my own process for myself, it, it really gave me a lot of freedom and I felt more powerful to show up. And when you're powerful in the way that you show up, it makes it a lot easier for you to attract the right people who resonate with what you do, kind of similar to what you said, and and they kind of see themselves in you. That makes total sense. And I love that you said that you do things that you like, and, and it is a balance, right? There are things that we are going to have to do that we maybe don't love, but mm-hmm. it's mostly temporary. A lot of that stuff, you know, there are so many experts out there and people we can delegate to and hire on our teams, right? Like if you're not really good at bookkeeping, if you don't really want to do your social media, if like you need to hire a videographer because your boyfriend or your bestie is not like the best camera person, you know, you can hire folks to do a lot of the stuff that maybe you don't love or don't like to do. However, the way in which you choose to run your business is still on you. And while someone can give you like a framework or some examples or, you know, tell you this worked for me, it's not always going to work for you. And that's something in the coaching and industry, I think we have to deal with a lot. We see this, hey, I made a million dollars on YouTube or fill in the blank, Facebook groups or Twitter or Clubhouse in 15 minutes or less by doing blank. And you're like, okay. And then you hear the workshop, right? The webinar story about how they have X amount of years of experience in like marketing or, or, you know, um, Facebook ads or something real specific that would help them be successful. And you're like, um, I have no experience with that. And so it's Mm -hmm. tricky to apply some of what you're seeing uh, to yourself, but you do have to stand firm. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you said that. And you've been at this for, when did you leave your corporate gig? I left. So I left twice. (laughs) The first time I quit my full-time job was Friday, the 13th in 2014. And I remember my boss looked at me and he said, wow, you picked a hell of a day to quit. And I was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't care if it's Friday the 13th. Like, I just know it's time to go. And funnily enough, I ended up having to go back to a full-time job just a couple of months later because I, I really couldn't make the numbers work. I didn't have a proven business model. I didn't know really what I was doing. I was just, I was basically trying to 
grow a side hustle into a a business. And sometimes that can work, but in my case, it it just it wasn't happening. And so I ended up going back to a full-time job, which I was only there for about three months before I, I essentially burned the bridges and I decided this is it. I am I'm I'm done. I'm done with the corporate world. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this work. And I decided at that point that I was gonna actually hire help and find someone who knew what they were doing to guide me along the way. And once I did that, that's what allowed me to quit my job and stay quit. That was October of 2015. And I've been self-employed ever since. And I'm on my own payroll. I get a W-2 check. Actually, payroll is about to process in a couple of days. So, you know, I get my uh, paycheck every two weeks from my company that I built. And I'm very, very proud of that and happy to say that because I never wanted to be dependent on someone else for my for my income and my livelihood and I truly feel like I've I've built a sustainable business that not only can support me but can support a team as well. I love it. Yeah, it's nice. I think when you when you realize the opportunities entrepreneurship can give you, it definitely opens up a whole you know, new world for a lot of us. I know it did for me because I'm over here in IT killing it. IT is, you know, one of the top fields and it has been my entire career. And I'm just over here chilling. But I'm like, wait a mm-hmm. minute, as a consultant or really as a, as a consultant, but as a contractor, there's always these timelines, you know, and it's, it's, it's hard. So you're making a lot, but then you're not working because the contract ends or it dissolves and it's just this very touch and go. And I'm like, I'm kind of already in a quote unquote touch and go type of, of deal. I could definitely do this for myself, but how can, how can that work for me? So I like that you not only left, but you had to go back and then you had to pivot and you were like, okay, I really, really, I had a taste of it. I want it. And we're going to figure it out. And your first thing was like, to hire support. And I think that's really important. So that was back in 2014, 2015. So now all these years later, are you still investing in support? What does that look like as you look to build? I do. I have coaches. So I invest in my own coaches, uh, mentors. I Generally, I look for really targeted programs. So for example, the program that I'm in right now teaches you how to uh, build out a team, which is exactly where I am right now in terms of, um, you know, working to build out my marketing team, sales team, fulfillment team, so I can, you know, really pull myself out of all of everything that I'm doing. And so I look for uh, either targeted programs or people that I can work with. And I also am a member of a mastermind. So these are just business owners that I've connected with over the years. And we just simply do a check-in, you know, once a week and uh, just provide what our top three things are that we want to work on. And and we just motivate each other to do those top three things. There's no one individual that's uh, organizing or coordinating it. It's just, you know, it's the old school, traditional Napoleon Hill style mastermind. And yeah, so that's what that's what that looks like in terms of me hiring support and and filling out a, a team. And I think it's important to continue to invest in yourself, invest in your business, because I, I believe that it doesn't just help you in the thing that you're investing in, right? So if you invest in a program to learn Facebook ads, like it doesn't just help you with learning Facebook ads. I think also what it does is it's a declaration to yourself that you are worth the investment, that you make good decisions, that you follow through on your actions, that you are supporting yourself in the direction of where you want to go. And, you know, that was tough for me for a while, which is 
ultimately why I had to end up going back to a full-time job because, you know, I'm always, I've always been very independent. And my thought to myself was always, well, I'm going to make this work and I, I can do it. And I know that I'm good at it and, and I'm determined. And I, I used to make A's in, in school and I had a, a high GPA and I graduated summa cum laude, like I can do it. But the drawback from from those thoughts is that one person, like success is not created by just one person. Like you need people around you who can support you and who can help you along the way. And once you realize that you'll, you'll go much further. And I think this is, forgive me if I'm messing this up, but I believe this is an African proverb, which is if you want to go far, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And that's really what I've learned to implement in my, in my business and in my life. Which is important. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to go the the length as far as I can go and and being able to have support along the way and motivators and, and people who inspire me. It's, it's important. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Masterminds are definitely amazing for that accountability. You know, I've focused my coaching with accountability because I felt like so many of the the things I was seeing online was all about strategy. And it wasn't really about like accountability to get those things done. And so we have masterminds, but then sometimes the masterminds I was seeing weren't, they were still very heavy in, in the strategy, right? It was a coach sort of teaching their strategy and then kind of pushing forward. So, and they were just kind of calling it a mastermind, which is why I like how you said the mastermind that you're in is a bit different from having one of the coach led masterminds, which are fine, right? There's no issue with the coach-led strategy-based masterminds. However, I still see a lot of lack of accountability with, with the coaching and with our businesses, and it can be hard to stay the course. Now, when you've given up your job and you've said, nope, I'm done, a lot of people do not like their nine to fives. Like they don't like it. It is the bane of their existence. They aren't happy. They aren't fulfilled. They go to work every day and they're like, eh, they're just not happy. And for those folks, absolutely like do what you can, let that motivate you. But there are people who are trying to build, you know, at the same time of working and it can be a lot. So what do you say to those folks who are in a job that maybe they don't like, they don't have to hate it. They don't have to love it, but like, they're just like, eh, I know this isn't for me. And they're trying to figure out how to balance building this business, getting the help, getting the systems in place all while having a nine to five. It might seem a little bit difficult. However, if you truly look at the a calendar and like actually block off your time, often we underestimate the actual time we have available to us. And so from a practical standpoint, yeah, like look at your calendar, figure out, you know, what hours you can actually put to this, that and the other. But also just from a mindset standpoint is just to determine what is like what is truly important to you? Because you, you probably experienced this, but I know for me, when there's something I really want to do, I will, I, I'll lock myself in a room and I might stay up late and do it because I'm so motivated to, to complete it and do it and get it done. And so sometimes I think there's a, there needs to just be a, a, a constant recognition and a, a constant questioning of what exactly do I want to do? Because sometimes we start going down a path and we start going down a road that we initially wanted to do. And, you know, we're still running towards a goal that we actually no longer even want or desire. I guess that hopefully that answers the question. But the main point that I want to make is that there's always two sides. There's the practical and then there's the 
what I call like the spiritual or like mindset side. So there's, it's kind of like an iceberg, right? There's, there's what you can see above the surface and then there's what's underneath the surface. And so, so much of the time advice focuses on what's above the surface, like look at your calendar, block off your time. That's sort of like above the surface type of advice. And so I also want to make sure that I'm speaking to what's underneath the surface, which is, is this truly what you want to do? If it is, what are you willing to do in order to make it happen? And when you ask yourself those questions every single day, not just at the very start of the journey, I think it makes it a lot easier to determine how to fit everything in. Yeah. And and putting that time aside, like you said, and committing to it is also important to do. And it, it does sound easier you know, said than done, because I know for me, I still have my, my corporate gig and I like what I'm doing, but it, it can be because I've been doing it forever. I've been doing the IT stuff like my entire career. So I'm used to, and I have a habit of when the day is finished, when the work day is finished, that it's, you know, wash your hands of it and you eat dinner, you relax, you tune out, you go to happy hour. Like you do those things and having to train myself like, no, yes, we can have days where we go and we do that, right? We go to the happy hour, we go to the rooftop, we go to a barbecue, we do things, right? We have to, especially because now that I work from home, it's hard because I'm, I'm definitely not a like solely in the house, work from home type of gal, but we have to make time for what we'd say we want. And so that same thing, and we're going to get into the, the fitness part and taking care of ourselves. It's a great segue, but we have to, if we say we want to get into this dress or we want to lose X amount of pounds to get more healthy or change our diet to include less processed foods or, and that's just for those examples. But if we say we want to bring in an extra couple grand a month or purchase an SUV or start investing in real estate or really help people learn how to do X, Y, and Z, right? If we say these things, we do have to back it up with some action. And that action does require planning. I believe it requires planning. And so part of that is blocking off your calendar, or at least committing to a specific day or days of the week where you're going to actually do those things. And then on the other days, you do other things, just like you would plan with anything else, right? Just like you would plan to have like meatless Mondays or you order, you know, pizza on Friday or whatever you do for, you know, that kind of structure of your day and of your week, we have to do that for our business too. So what does that look like for you now? And maybe does it differ from when you started as to how your day to day and how you plan your life? How does that look? I have zero balance. (laughs) So I know we're going to be talking about balance. Okay. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but my MO and my modus operandi is I go like full force towards a goal. And then once I reach that goal, I'm like, okay, great. And then I I could, sometimes I end up burning myself out. So what I have learned, and I know, you know, we kind of chatted about how back in 2020 was when you had enrolled in that program. So 2020 was the year that I realized, or at least right the year before, In 2019, I realized I had been going full force so hard in my business that I had neglected other areas of my life, namely my health and my uh, body goals and things that I had wanted to achieve. And so at the end of 2019, I said, okay, I'm going to I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to do a bikini competition. So notice the the trend of me just going full force. So I, I did almost a 180 and I went full force into working towards getting on stage, which I did in July of 2020 for the very first time. And at the same time, I still had to keep the business running because this was how I was making my money. So when I say I have zero balance, what I'm really trying to say is that I 
when I have a goal, I put blinders on and I'm essentially treading water with everything else. So the business was essentially just treading water. I, um, I was still like kind of doing little launches and things like that, but I wasn't focused on growing the business. I was focused on how can I do what I do without getting on the phone, without doing a whole bunch of sales calls? Like what can I do to make sure that I have the time I need to go to the gym? I was in the gym twice a day. I had cardio in the morning which went from 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour some days. And then I had my second session in the afternoon, which was leg day, upper upper body, back, like arms, like everything. And then I had basically one rest day, which sometimes was an active rest day, which meant I was still on the treadmill. <laughs> so it was like, there was, there was not very much balance at that time, but I knew that that's what I needed to do in order to reach that goal. And now that I, I've reached that goal of you know getting on stage and showing myself that it's possible and figuring out what needed to happen in order in order for that goal to be met, I I have fallen into a little bit of a better I would say a little bit of a balance or routine. Um, I still work most days, but my goal when I do work is to you know, focus on what are the things I want to get done. And as soon as those things are done, then I'm done working for the day. So sometimes my day is three hours, four hours, sometimes it's five, six, seven hours. And at the same time, I'm, I have better habits in place for my food and for my workout. So um, sometimes I, I am in the gym twice a day, but I'm not spending three or four hours. I, I was at one point in 2020, I was spending three plus hours in the gym for that one goal. So that's essentially what balance I have in place right now, which is I know that I'm, I'm essentially treading water in in my fitness and um, health area. Because I've gotten to a good place, I don't need to you know swim as fast as possible to the next buoy if, to kind of keep that, <laughs> uh, that metaphor going. So I'm treading water there and I'm really focused on, uh, right now I've got some really big goals in business. So that's where I'm uh, really putting a lot more of my uh, time, energy and effort. And that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, three hours is, is definitely a lot in the gym for, you know, one day, but again, like you said, when you're going after a specific goal, you do what you've got to do in that moment during that time. And there's always going to be that ebb and flow sometimes just like with a launch, right? You've got a launch happening. You've got a website you're designing. Like there are going to be times where you're going to have to put in that extra work and that balance will shift, but that's what balance is because it's still going to teeter totter. Sometimes one side of that seesaw is going to be all the way on the ground. Right. And then the other time you're going to be up high, just kind of coast. So it's like, it does have that balance still, but you have to know what you're working towards. And I think that's what makes sense. And what I love about what you do and what you've been doing is you were like, I want to get fit. I want to do, you know, the competition, whatever. And then you went after it. And it was really cool because you shared, you made that part of your content. You shared that journey. And I feel like I went on that journey with you because I was following you prior to you doing this. And so I saw you and you were making that you were meal prepping and you were kind of, you would show kind of like your kitchen stuff, what you were doing. And then you moved. I remember you moved and you were, I remember you doing videos in the car, like before and after the gym or how you were fitting that in around your life. And that's what I like to see. 
Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just want to let y'all know this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one -on -one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like for bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy. A lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid and the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it all together. This is a three month intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer. We have seven, seven one-on-one -on -one calls with each other throughout the three months and you get routines, you get customized affirmations and audios and all kinds of things to help you succeed. So check out the link. It's in the show notes. It's also on my website, WhitneyDanielle.com. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note. Let me know if you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner, send me their information. I will totally hook you up for the referral. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Let's get back to the episode. What I've been seeing a lot, and I was just talking to one of my girlfriends earlier today about it, my friend Leah, she had a baby. And I was like, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the coaches and people online who I followed, I've been following a lot of them for a while. And so I've seen them either, you know, either get married or get married and have children. And what I love about your story, Letitia, is that you got married, and I think I found you maybe after that, after that, but you've really transformed your body. And that I thought was really cool because you did that while building your business. And so technically, right, the moms are transforming their bodies too, but it's, it's a change in lifestyle. It was a drastic change in your lifestyle and you shared that. And it was different from what I had been seeing. So I appreciated that because it inspired me to get fit and to go out there and say, okay, well, I can if Letitia can be out here doing her bikini contest and taking it to what I felt like is the extreme of the working out part, then I can definitely at least get up and go move. You know what I mean? Like I can go and do something if she's going to be, you know what I'm talking about? Like right. in the gym for three hours, like there's no excuse. There's no excuse for me to take a walk mm -hmm. and to like do a yoga class or join a gym and do like a 45 minute kettle. But like, there's just no excuse. And you did this while still being in your business. So did people who were following that journey comment? What did they say? Was it inspiring to them too? Did you start to see your clients shift? Like, tell us about that. Yeah, I started sharing uh, because I needed the accountability. So yeah, I was getting uh, feedback from clients. I was getting uh, a lot of good responses from uh, from my audience. And really what that that led to is me realizing that we can't just focus on one area of our life because that means that we're letting go of other areas. And so, and you mentioned moms. Now, what I was doing, I would feel like is probably completely different from someone who's just had a baby. Like you're taking care of not only yourself, you're healing, you're, uh, you know, you've got a new child that you're taking care of. So uh, 
three hours is obviously is a little bit extreme. However, at the same time, um, kind of what we talked about before, like there's when there's something that you want to do, like you'll make time for it, whether it's, you know, 30 minutes, like you said, maybe just a 45 minute you know, kettlebell session, whatever it is. It's about just setting that priority and determining what is it that you want to that you want to do. And also, I started seeing uh, clients to tell me that I inspired them to uh, start getting back into the gym, to getting back to their fitness. And it was sort of a reflection for them of what do I desire, not just in the money area or financial area, because obviously that's what I help clients with, but also like, what do I want for my health and wellness? What do I want for my relationships? You can have all of the money in the world, but if you don't have health, how are you going to enjoy that money? If you don't have relationships, who are you going to enjoy that money with? So it's important that we create a holistic view of our life so that we're not neglecting any one part of our life and we can really you know, have a more fulfilled and fun and flirty, as I like to say, uh, fun flir- and flirty life. Boom. Yeah. And I just, it, it's still very inspiring to me that you balance the, the two and then obviously having a personal life, being married, having relationships, having your clients, and then, you know, doing the things you're doing in your business and transforming and moving forward there as well. There's so many layers to things, but I do. And the other thing I think I appreciate about your brand and the way that you show up is just how chill you are. I find that a lot of times we have this energy, like this actual energy, this physical energy of like, go, go fight, fight, and like really pushing and, and hustle culture and all of that. And I just don't get that vibe from you. I feel very calm, which for me is important. And I've talked about this on the show before. I like when I'm looking at someone or following someone or listening to someone who seems calm and collected. And the collected part is important because collected means, right, to what you do, you have the systems in place. You've gone through the checklist, you've organized the things, and it's there. And there's that confidence. And to me, that confidence is right behind the collectedness, right? Because you know, these are the things I'm doing. This is what I've got going on. And this is how it's going to happen. And there is no like, up in your head, sort of swirly all around back and forth, drama, hustle, intensity, like that energy does not exist there. And that's what I appreciate because it can be so overwhelming as an entrepreneur, especially when you're doing so many things yourself before you can outsource, before you can delegate, before you can contract out, you're doing a lot of this by yourself. And so to see you, even with your team, to see you, which you're the, still the main person running your business in a way that doesn't seem overwhelming and also all encompassing is important because a lot of us want to be entrepreneurs because of the time freedom. And then we start being an entrepreneur we're like, wait, there is no time right, <laughs> for anything else. And so it's this like, how do I balance the two? And I don't know. I think that's a vibe about you that I really, really appreciate. Yeah, I I would say that that comes from me understanding that if you add one plus one, it will equal two. And that's kind of a simplified way of saying that there are certain inputs that go into a desired output. And so I know I don't need to be frantic. I don't need to, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. I don't need to do all these things. I just know that if I take these steps, I will get my desired end goal, my desired result. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to 
really sit into my own energy. And I'm an introvert. I know you've talked about this before with you being an introvert as well, that you know, we process our thoughts by thinking them versus an extrovert who would process by speaking them out. And so a lot of times we are in our own heads as we're creating and doing and and feeling like we need to hustle and do all these things. And so my conclusion and what I came to, what I realized was that anything that I do that's against that introvert nature is going to burn me out. And that sort of hustle and go, go, go and, and frantic energy is like 100% against my nature. My nature is that it is, it's that cool, calm and collected. My dad is the exact same way. And I, I get a lot of my entrepreneurial tendencies from him. And I knew that if I just put the inputs in, I would get the output, which is what led me to create the systems that I have, which are you know the same systems that I teach clients. It's what led me to create these systems, which I know that, okay, if I put this in, I will get this out. Therefore, there's no reason for me to stress or be frantic or feel like I need to create a billion different social media posts or live streams because I know that that's, that's not me and it's not sustainable. Hmm. And so you're saying you, it's just part of your personality, which I definitely get. I definitely get that. So for those who are feeling like the pull and the pressure to do those things, because they're seeing it online, they're feeling the pressure, even just scrolling on Instagram, scrolling and seeing the ads, going through IG stories, seeing the ads there of people saying, Hey, you should do this. And this is how I made a million dollars in 20 minutes by launching my course. And, (laughs) you know, it just, it drives me insane. So what do you say to those people who, even though they're trying to focus on the one plus one equaling two, there's so much noise. How do you combat the noise? Yeah. And the claims are getting bigger and bigger. I I, I don't think even what you just said was an exaggeration. I have been seeing a lot more out there. And so that's, I would say if, if the person who's listening, if you're like, okay, how do I wade through all the noise? I would say really like research and really dig deeper into what the person is not saying. So when someone says, for example, I made a million dollars in 20 minutes, like what are, what are they omitting? What are they not saying? And then start wading through their, uh, you know, testimonials, videos, if possible, where they actually have conversations with clients, see if you can go back in time. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because there was a person that I was following when I was first getting started and she was like, I, I quit my job and I made six figures in the first, I think it was like the first six months or something like that. And here I was, I had quit my job and I could barely make $1,500 in a month. So I'm sitting here like, how did you make six figures in six? Like, this is just ridiculous. And so I did this process. I started looking at, you know, everything that she was doing and I just really started, I just kind of put my, my researcher hat on. And I came to the realization that after she quit her job, she turned her former uh, job into a six-figure contract. So she wasn't sharing the process or what she actually did. She only shared the sexy, which was, I made six figures in six months and you can too. Let me teach you how to do it. And so that's what I would suggest is like, don't be so blinded by the numbers and by the outcome that you are not paying attention to the story that's beneath or, or behind that. And then the next thing that I would suggest is similar to what you did, Whitney, like look at that person and like, are they actually living a type of life that you want to live? If you see them on social media every single day and doing live streams every day, and you know that that's not what you want to do, then you probably are not going to want to 
take their advice on how you should do your marketing or how you should run your business. You'll notice for me, like I'm not really on social media that often, but you'll see my ads because that's what I do. And I know that I don't have to be live in order to have those ads going. So that's my suggestion. If there's you know too much noise out there, it's like, how can we actually validate the, what's coming out and is what they have what I truly desire? And if so, how are they doing it? And does that really match my nature and what I want to create? Yeah. And it can be difficult, y'all. It can be difficult because then, you know, if you do that too much, then you might become cynical and you might say, ah, well, you know, I just can't find someone who's got what I'm looking for, or I'm not able to, I, I just don't like the way that so many people are doing things. I don't want to do Facebook groups. I don't want to do ads. I don't want to do YouTube. I don't want to have a podcast. I don't. And it's like trying to find your jam. It can be a lot, especially when you see everyone sort of seemingly vibing in their own realm on their own platform. So it, you have to find what I think is going to work for you and that where you feel like you're going to be the most consistent and that's most in alignment with your personality and your schedule. Um, you have to be realistic. You have to, you have to be honest with yourself. And I think you have to know yourself too. And that's the thing about entrepreneurship. I'd love for you to talk to is the entrepreneurship journey is, is really intense, but I think a good part of that intensity comes from the fact that we learn so much about ourselves and our personality is the way that we function, the way that we want to operate versus the way maybe we've been operating, uh, the way that we want to teach or reach people and, and things like that. Like we learn so much about ourselves and we're constantly evolving. So can you speak to that and what that's been like for you and maybe even some of your clients and, and, and just speak to like how that's been versus maybe what you thought it was going to be? Yeah, I will say also just kind of going back on our, our previous note, don't be afraid to create your own thing and test out what works for you based on what you desire to do. There's a lot to be said for for a leader who decides I'm not going to do it that way. I'm just going to do it this way because this is what I enjoy. And you might be surprised at the results. On this question about what does that look like as far as um, you know that entrepreneurial journey, I've always said that entrepreneurship has been my therapy. It's like my my personal development journey has has come along as I uh, as I've grown as an entrepreneur, and just kind of giving a, a really good client example. Uh, there was a client that I connected with back in I think it was like 2018 2019, and in our first conversations, there was a lot of hesitation. She was you know really unsure. Um, there was this thing she wanted to create, you know, but she just wasn't. She just didn't have very much confidence, which is part of the reason that she chose to work with me and. And I worked with her on a lot of those things. And by the end of our coaching arrangement, which was, I think, 90 days, she still hadn't made a sale of her of her program. And I remember after, you know, we got to the end, we kind of had that conversation. And I said, well, you know, are you are you still open for coaching? Because, you know, we can continue to chat and something that, you know, I would love to continue to help you on this journey. The next things that we did had almost nothing to do with marketing. Like she came to a, a weekly mindset call that I was doing for the next year. Every single Saturday, she was there. She was on that call. And it was something that was inside of another program that I, I provided to her on a complimentary basis. And during that process, she became so confident in what she had and what she offered. And she started speaking differently about what she offered, how she did, and then how she started showing up. So I would say two things with that. One is that sometimes we don't realize like 
the internal work that needs to happen in order for us to actually reach the goal that we want. And two, sometimes we think it's going to be a lot faster than, than what we realize. And as long as you don't quit, as long as you don't give up, there's no failure. It's always just a lesson. And so for me, my entrepreneurial journey is uh, one of definitely me learning confidence, becoming a lot more clear in what I desire, what I don't want, what I'm willing to stand for. I've noticed that even lately there's, you know, things that have happened with friends and that I just I just no longer speak to them or, or no longer hang out with them because I'm unavailable for that type of uh, interaction and that type of relationship. And I, a lot of that I've learned because there's been times when I've had to turn away clients or times when I've had to <laughs> unfortunately go through some negative experiences with clients where I realized like, okay, I should have drawn a line here and I didn't. And so I will say like the entrepreneurial journey for me has definitely taught me how to not only draw boundaries in my life, but it, it's it's helped me to grow as a person and become more confident. And it's it's a process and it's a never it's a never ending journey. I truly believe that this is this is it for me. Like this is my journey until the day that I die. I love it. That's very, very motivational. And yeah, you're absolutely right about the confidence building and the growth that happens. It's so, so necessary. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like entrepreneurship so much is it because it, it gives you that room to grow, but in a completely kind of different way. A corporate can be very stifling and it can be very hard to be yourself. And I think a lot of us who have been in a nine to five role as we go into entrepreneurship really struggle. I mean, we struggle all over the place from being able to organize ourselves, you know, and keep ourselves structured. And um, especially if we're not neurotypical type folks, um, it's just difficult. And then you've got on top of that, the, the personal development piece too, which is why I have my Patreon, which has all these solo episodes to help people with that, with the personal development. Because a lot of us are really interested in that. And we know as coaches, as leaders, as speakers, as people showing up in the world, like we have to bring it. We have to walk the talk. And it's not always easy to walk the talk, right? Some days we're like, screw everybody. Some days we're like, I want to go back to bed. Some days we're like, I don't want to do a single Zoom call. Like I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to take a shower. Like there are just days like that for everyone, but we still have to show up and do our best to balance that. And you talked a little bit about burnout earlier, and I'm glad that you did. So to speak to the entrepreneurs here, who are listening, who maybe have hobbies or passions, things that they do outside of their business, right? Like you do, like I do. How do you speak to them? Or what do you say to them when it comes to not letting things make them burn out, whether it's things they love or things that they hate? Hmm. I would say to that, like, give yourself grace. And my little story that I have along with that is that, you know, I did burn out. I burned out towards the end of last year, I decided to get on stage again in 2021. And so I did a competition in May, which I think went really well. But after that competition, I tried to continue pushing in that area of my life. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get on stage again. And I'm going to, you know, really just push and be in the gym and all that. And then on top of that, I was working on growing a new program in my business. And it was like, I was just putting myself in pushing myself in too many directions. And so I ended up burning out. I realized that like, I, I didn't want to do anything. I, I didn't want to sit in front of the computer. I didn't want to, I didn't have any 
desire to create anything. And I love creating. I didn't want to create any new programs. I didn't feel like looking at Zapier, connecting anything, sending any emails. Like I didn't want to do anything. And it hit me for honestly, like it was like 11 months straight. So it was like right after uh, the show, which was in May, all the way through uh, practically last month. So May, uh, around April of, of this year of 2022. And it was really just, I ended up just having to tread water completely in like every area instead of fully moving forward in one area and then maybe treading water in another. It was like, everything was just kind of on hold and I was just going through the motions. And what I realized is that I need to give myself grace. If I want to take a day off, I should take a day off. If I need to reschedule a call. I should reschedule a call. If I know that I want to get up in the morning and not have any call scheduled in the morning, then I shouldn't have my calendar open until the afternoon. And once I started understanding more about what I personally needed and being okay with giving myself that, I was able to uh, really kind of get back at, really get back at it in, in the way that I know with my energy and the way that I know that I can. And then what that looked like is now when I do go to the gym, I told my coaches, I said, I, I, I've got an hour. So whatever programming you got, you know, you want to give me leg session. If I'm doing squats, it doesn't matter. Like I've got one hour and that includes the warm up. And then I'll do cardio in the morning if I need to do cardio. But I'm not going to be in the gym for 90 minutes because I know I'm going to burn myself out. So I decided I'm not going to do that. And also with work, I know that there's only so many one-on-one clients that I want to take on, so I'm not taking on any more than that number. I know that there's a specific way that I want to show up. I'm, I'm only going to be live, you know, once a week, maybe twice a week, and then I've got, you know, my client calls that I do. But like, I'm not going to burn myself out. I'm not going to do so much to the point where I burn myself out because, like I said, this last time it took me 11 months to kind of come back from that, and I will never let that happen again. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm glad you shared that because the realness is important for people to realize like burnout sucks. And when you don't like doing things that you typically do, like that's a real good indicator that something is up um, and that you have to, you have to figure out. And that's why I talk so much about balance for entrepreneurs because people think, and I've had so many people I've met who are like, no, my launch is everything. The sun, the moon, the stars all revolve around this one thing that I'm doing and I'm not doing anything else. I'm not focusing on anyone else or any other thing that's happening in my space or my community at all until this launch is done. Like people get really focused on their goals to the point, I think of a a big detriment where they end up losing out and you don't want to burn like relationships because you're trying to make your business hit the six figure mark or make 10 K months. Like so-and-so that you follow online is always talking about, like you have to have that balance of I'm going to work on stuff, but I'm also going to go outside. I'm going to work on stuff. I'm also going to go out and like hit a comedy show or go for a walk or, you know, get really drunk one night with my girlfriends on somebody's rooftop. You have to have some semblance of balance, even if the balance is a little bit out of whack for a bit, you know, it's not every week. Maybe it's just every other week for now. Maybe it's once a month for now, but you are doing something because if you don't, it'll be a problemo. And I think with COVID, a lot of us have learned that we have to take care of our mental health and our physical health too, because if we succumb to all the news and all the drama and all the negativity and things like that, it can overwhelm you. And then you don't have the energy to do anything except the bare minimum. And that's not always healthy. So we have to be able to incorporate that um, and take care of ourselves all while doing the thing. And it can be a lot, but everyone does it differently. So I'm glad that you shared 
how you do it and what you recommend to people. Because hopefully someone's taking notes and is like, okay, let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. And when we speak to that, can you can you tell us a little bit about what taking a step back can look like for folks that are listening who maybe are at the beginning of their entrepreneurial space, right? That stage where they're kind of starting out and they're just, they're dealing with a lot of different things, but they need to take that step back to avoid the burnout and to avoid a ton of unnecessary overwhelm. Yeah. I would say the first thing is to, like I said, give yourself, give yourself space, grace and time. There's one client that I was just talking to the other day where she said, I am speaking with my boss about taking off every other Friday or something like that. Like she had enough of a flexible position where she was able to say, these are the times that I know that I want to work on building my business. And therefore I'm going to put that time in. I'm going to speak to, you know, speak to my boss about getting that time. So I think that's the first thing is like, we need to just, you know, when we want to take a step back is like, look at what do we need to build into our day? So it allows us to be less stressed. And for me, like I said, it was me building in like the first couple of hours of the day are is literally just for me. And I, I, I don't even start any sort of client calls or anything like that until after four o'clock, which seems a little odd, but, you know, and I've got, you know, basically two or three hours, like that's it. Because I know that if I spread them out throughout the day and if I'm constantly looking at my calendar, I, I, I don't go deep into the work that I enjoy doing and therefore I'm not as effective. And then that leads to burnout. So it's understanding kind of what we talked about earlier, like knowing yourself and really understanding what you need and then giving yourself that because no one is going to give it to you. No one is going to come to you and say, Hey, do you need to go have a happy hour with your girlfriends today. No one's going to do that. You have to do it for yourself. And if you don't do it for yourself, eventually you will see yourself getting burned out. And it's, it's not about feeling guilty because this because you're going out to have fun. It's understanding that that going out to have fun is necessary for you to operate at your highest levels. And sometimes we don't realize what we actually need in order to operate at our highest levels. It's not just going full force, 100%, 120% in the direction of the goal and only doing the goal. It's also making sure we have some of those other things in place. And there's one other thing I wanted to say on this because you mentioned kind of what 2020 uh, cause people to, you know, recognize and realize one of the things that I realized was that, you know, I've always been the type of person where I never really needed a whole lot of connections or friends or anything like that. Like I had, you know, I have my family, I have, you know, obviously my husband and, but after 2020 and going into 2021, I realized that I really wanted a good solid group of girlfriends that were also business owners. And I decided to step out of my comfort zone and I just started sending people private messages on Facebook, Instagram, people that I had been connecting with that live here in Atlanta. And I was like, hey, do you want to meet up, go have lunch? And I've already met like a couple of, of really cool women that I'm excited to continue exploring relationships with because I realized that I don't just want to have fullness in one area of my life. I want fullness in every area. And that is what allows me to operate in my highest levels is understanding that I can't just focus on one area. I do have to have that balance where I'm looking at uh, every area of my life. I love it. Yes. All of that was amazing. And I feel like we've kind of hit several different topics uh, all at once here today where we're talking about creating that balance, managing yourself, learning about who you are, building that, you know, that 
character within you as you grow in your business, as well as figuring out how to not burn out and succumb to all of the drama of the world. There's a lot here. Y'all listening, please make sure you subscribe to Letitia's YouTube channel. She goes live every Saturday. She's a really cool setup and there's tons of content and you can get on a text list too, to remind you of the lives that happen every Saturday. So tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. I just want to make sure I I hit on that because you do really, really well. And you've been doing this YouTube channel for a while. YouTube has been my jam. I, I've really loved YouTube. I actually, I hid a lot of my old videos uh, from the channel, which uh, is unfortunate because, you know, sometimes people like to like really go back in time, but I've been doing YouTube since I was, oh gosh, it's like 10 plus years now. Um, and the reason I hid a lot of those videos is because they're all about personal finance, like when I was doing my personal finance blog. So it's m- more so for like Google uh, SEO purposes rather than I'm trying to hide content. And uh, I, what I really love about YouTube is that I can show up as my my performer self. And I love being able to perform. I love uh, entertaining people um, and also educating at the same time. And that's what YouTube is all about. And so now what I do is um, I only do my hair and makeup once a week because I'm working out most of the rest of the week. So that's on Saturday. So I do a live stream every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern with the exception of like, you know, my birthday or holidays or whatever. And um, during those sessions, I tackle a topic in the area of business. So, you know, we're talking about uh, sales all summer. So we're going to be doing summer of sales. So I'll be doing a lot of topics around sales, passive income, automated uh, sales processes, um, having conversations with people to actually, you know, close and and sell your high ticket offers. And uh, YouTube for me has been my outlet. And it's also been the way that uh, a majority of my clients have connected with me is they usually find me on on YouTube first. and, um, And that's been really cool. It has. And I love the text messages and the different topics you've got um, and just how interactive it is. So you guys definitely want to check that out. We'll make sure everything is linked in the show notes here. But okay, what else? I know we're at the midway mark of the year. Do you have anything else coming up this year, this this summer, I guess, this fall that you're really looking forward to? Yeah. So I'm really excited. I actually have the the workbook on my desk right now. I'm really excited for Passive Income Summer School. Uh, This was something that I did last year for the very first time. And it has really morphed into, honestly, it's just (laughs) becoming this huge program, but it's, it's more than just learning how to create passive income. Like There's a lot of mindset work that we cover in there uh, with the idea of you know setting up automated systems and setting up sales for your for your business, but also doing it in a way that's congruent with how you want to show up. So, for example, in your case, right, you've got the podcast. Like, there's a lot of great strategies that you could do with the podcast in order to build out that passive income. And so that's what I'm really excited about. So I'm opening that uh, directly after the 4th of July. So we'll be meeting um, all through July into the start of August. And the other thing that I'm really excited about that I I recently released is a program called the uh, 25K per month digital product blueprint. And I call it that because if you take the revenue that I made last year and divide it out over 12 months, it was an average of 25K per month. And that all came as a result of me selling digital products. And so that's a 
a course that I'm really excited about because it's like a short mini course, right? It's like three videos, but it really shares like the actual process. And um, I provide some really cool bonuses in there as well. So that's the second thing. And then the last thing that I want to share is a free training that I did during my live stream, uh, which was basically talking about how the whole passive income process works in creating a digital product. And that's a free thing. So I will share uh, all of those links. I actually have a special link for anyone who's listening. You can go to Letitia.tv slash spill, and that will take you to the links where you can check out all three of those, um, as well as all of my social media accounts uh, to see what you vibe with. And um, yeah, hopefully you find something that's helpful for you. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to do. And I'm, I mean, I've been following you for a while and I still am always like, Hmm, look at this. And I tap <laughs> in and I tune in on Saturdays whenever I can and always, you know, love the email list and I love seeing your ads. So yes. And I'm just really, really excited to see what you do this summer, what you have coming up in the pipeline here and just everything. I know you mentioned doing more podcasts, so I'm excited to see you on more shows. This has been so much fun. Do you have any like last bits of tips or tricks or anything you feel like you didn't get to say? <laughs> yeah. So the, the final thing that I will say is the most important thing is for you to trust in yourself. Like you do have an inner guidance. You have a, a navigation system that's already built into you. And if you're feeling a little bit like there's so much stuff that I'm looking at and paying attention to, and I've got this over here and that over there. Take a moment to really just reflect and think, if I already knew what I needed to do, what would I do next? What action would I take next? And as you learn to start trusting yourself, you'll find that you're, you'll, you'll start moving a lot faster and you'll see success in all areas of your life because you're actually listening to your own inner guidance. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show, for all of the words of wisdom, the encouragement, the motivation, and inspiration. Y'all, make sure you follow Letitia on Instagram at Letitia Styles TV, and that's Letitia spelled L A T I S H A Styles S T Y L E S T V. Okay. Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Hello, Whitney Danielle co underscore. All this will be in the show notes, but I want you to have that. Um, if you have questions for Letitia, if you feel like Whitney, why didn't you ask this question? Please come through. Letitia and I are going to do an Instagram live after this episode goes out into the world. So bring your questions. Both of our DMS are open. If you have anything you want to know, anything you heard, you want us to expound on, please feel free to message us um, on the gram and we'll, we can definitely keep the conversation going, but I am so grateful that we had to have this, we got to have this chat and um, please keep in touch. We'll definitely have you on the show in the future to do a recap, to see what you're up to later on down the road. But thank you again so much. And uh, thank y'all for listening. 